microphone check. I'm running out of gimmicks to start this. I used to do like a whole sing-along. Oh, like, really? So the person that I started doing the podcast with, um, one of my best friends, Richie, he uh, owns a restaurant out in the uh, like surprise area. So uh, when we started during COVID, there was a bunch of podcasts that we were listening to. And we were like, oh, we should do it like this. We should do it like this before, you know, because every artist, they just yeah. copy people. Until, like, they figure out, like, oh, this is how I want to do this. And so, um, I would, like, kind of start with, like, a little singing. And then I found out that he didn't really like that. Oh. And so, I just made it more obnoxious. Yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, it would be, like, because yeah. sometimes it's, like, four or five seconds. And then one time, it was, like, 35. And he's, like, bro, yeah. you got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, all right, all right, you know, so. But it keeps you on your toes. It does. Yes. It does. I, I didn't tell him one time, but, you know, you meant you were talking, like, oh, yeah, we got, like, almost, like, a, you know, people eating and ASMR. Um, I, I, he used to get nervous, and so I wouldn't tell him that we were recording. Ooh. And so we were just sitting there, and we were eating one time, and we were just talking, and I hit the record button, and I didn't realize, I thought that he, we were, because so, yeah. we are talking about basketball or something, that we're like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, LeBron's looking really, really good yeah. this year, and we're eating, but it was just, like, quiet. Yeah. Eating chips. So I was like, alright, let's go ahead and edit all that. You know, let's go ahead and get that up out of here. But um no, I, I like I like talking to people first because most people get nervous around yeah. podcasts and they get nervous with a mic. And so if I can talk to you first and make you comfortable, then you know, and I'm not trying to like there's no gotcha questions. No. I'm not trying to like I'm not here to be like the hard hitting journalist like So tell me. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing all that, man. That's mm-hmm. that's too much. Like it is. We're I'm, not Bobby Antoff in here. No, no. <laughs> I'm not trying to start a fight with nobody yeah. else on the podcast. Like I got nothing to sell, bro. Like it's just like I started doing this because it was during COVID. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, I should do a podcast because I meet cool people all the time and I hear cool stories. And now four years later, I'm just like still meeting people and still hearing cool stories. So I take my mic almost everywhere I go. I have another mic um, with me that I take that connects oh my to my phone. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm in LA, like I'll meet, I'll like just meet random people, like tattoo artists and music producers, and you know, because that's one of the stories I tell. I met a music producer in the Uber. So me and my brother went to a concert like seven years ago, and I, we were in the Uber, and I was talking to this dude, and I was like, "Yo, man, what, like, what you do here? Like, what brought you out to LA, bro?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a producer." I'm like, oh, dope. Okay, cool. And then I was like, so who you produce? And he told me who he produced. And I'm like, I listen to all of them. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shout out to you, yeah. bro. So yeah, I saw him last, like, not the last time, but the last time before I went to LA. And it's just like, you meet so many cool people. Yes. All the 100%. time. 100%. Trust me. <laughs> yes. And today's cool person. Is Rhea Dialu. Air spelled backwards. R-I-A. Dialu. You don't have to remember it, but that's what it is. Yeah, and so how? So we met at Phoenix Fashion Week, which is almost a year ago. Now. It was almost a year ago. Um, and I was telling you before that, like, I forgot because I had so much <laughs> stuff going on, and I went back and I was like, oh man, I haven't updated the podcast in a while because I had to like pay. I, I have to pay for the mm-hmm. hosting service. Oh gosh! And so I was like, oh man, like how much? Like man, I haven't done this in a while, and you know, I should check on it. And I was looking at the dates, and I was like, oh my god, I haven't done this since October. <laughs> since we met. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's August. Yeah. You know, when I started mm-hmm. like getting back into it, because I was like, okay, if I, I got to get all these out before I leave, because I'm going to LA for a week, and I want to come back, I got to do this. Like, then school starts, and so after school starts, man, I'm not going to have time, because right after school starts, then I start coaching again, and I was like, 
oh, I get why I didn't do this for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, life comes at you real quick. It does, but what I've noticed is, um, for me mostly, like, I was, I used to be one of those people that's like, yo, whatever happens, happens, which I actually have tattooed okay. on me. Um, but then there was a certain point when I was like, if I want this, I have to go get it. Yeah, you have to make it intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you, it, like kind of being hands-off will take you, it will take you far. Yeah. As far as, like, not worrying about certain things and letting certain things play out. But at the same time, you have to make that choice of, like, no, this is what I'm doing. And this is the po- where I want to go in life. Yeah. And this is what I want it to do for me. So you have to right. get it going. It's scary, too, because I, I grew up as a military brat. And so, for me, we were moving regardless. It was like, you know, oh, well, we're going to move. Well, I don't want to move. Like, okay. <laughs> Too bad, son. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, now me having to make those choices of, like, oh, do I want to possibly move, you know, possibly next year? We won't get yeah. into it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, is that really a thing? Like, okay, well, I have to do X, Y, Z. I have to do this to prepare. And I'm like, oh, wow. This is, there's so much that goes into it now. It is. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of had that same, like, thought process when I was in New York in June and I was like, hey, I would really love to live here, but I don't think I can make it happen financially, but I would think this is a place that I could make some things happen for myself, career-wise, financially, model-wise, all of that jazz. And I was like, huh, if it's meant to happen, it will happen. And I kind of just mentioned it to my best friend's boyfriend and he goes, hey, well, we're moving to Connecticut. So if you want to put all your stuff on the truck, we'll take it for you for for free and you don't have to worry about any of that. And I was like, huh. When are you guys leaving? And this was uh, July 12th or so. And he goes, August 5th. I was like, oh, okay. We can make it work. I was like, oh, but logistically, I guess it can happen. Sometimes the universe or God or whatever you believe in will be mm-hmm. like, and go. And it was and like, go. You Let's do asked this. for it. So right. here you go. Yes. Why New York? So for modeling. So for those of you who don't know, I met Rhea last year at Phoenix Fashion Week, like I said as a model um who also knows like it was funny because i was the way i met her i was like oh yeah you know um my dad coaches rugby and blah 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 blah. and then it was oh my sister's on that team so it was like kind of like you know just parallel Mm -hmm. paths which which i thought was super cool but um when we think modeling right we only people who aren't in that world like Mm -hmm. i like fashion and i follow fashion blogs and designers and you know, but it's it's different for me. Like, you know, Off-White is, like, the highest level that most yeah. of us went. You know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. in that streetwear scene, it was like, okay, we're looking at Jordans. We're looking at... And so when you look at, like, real... I don't want to say real fashion. That's... Mm-hmm. But, like, that, that classic fashion and classic modeling, you know, we... I know about Milan. I know yeah. about Paris. But what? why New York instead of, like... We all assumed Los Angeles. It's like, and, that's where everybody goes. So, like, why New York over L.A.? And you want to know what's really funny is I was going to move to L.A. in um, March of 2020. <laughs> and I oh. had, oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. yeah. So I was literally in the process of, make, like, figuring out the move to move to L.A. to pursue modeling. And that was, what, 2020? We're in 2023. So I would have I would have been 26 Okay. Instead of almost 29 now. Okay. And I was like, you know, if one more old lady at my job tells me that I need to go model, I'm going to go do it. And um, IMG, which is yeah. the agency that every yes. well-known model had given me feedback when I went and did a go-see. And they're like, just take an inch off your waist and we're good. And I was like, I have three inches off my waist now, so 
what what's good i was like so i emailed the person i was like hey and they're like you know we are taking x y and z and then COVID happened and they stopped taking new clients. And then it kind of just put me in like a whirlpool tumbler dryer of like, what the F do I do now? Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to stay in Phoenix and just do what I'm doing here, continue to serve. And I work in hospitality my whole career. So I was like, I guess I can t- continue to do this. And then I stopped modeling for a little bit. From COVID until about... COVID ruined a lot. COVID ruined so many life tracks that I thought that I could be on or that I could do. Yeah, I had a friend who uh, who had a shop to go to the G League. No. <laughs> and, like right before he got... It, it was COVID. Mm-hmm. And what he was telling me, because I'm like, oh no, you still got a shop, bro. He's like, no, dog. You forget COVID was like three years ago. It He's was. like, people aren't looking the same mm-hmm. as like, like 25 yeah, they're yeah. kind of looking at that. He's like twenty eight, twenty nine. It's not the same. No. I'm like, man, and like he made it. He made it work after the fact. Like he's he's cool now. We talked a couple weeks ago, but yeah, I think people are. I don't think people realize how hard COVID hit a um, lot of people. Like it that. did, and I didn't like get fired from my job or get. Well, first I got laid off, and then I got a phone call from the district manager or the. Eastern Western Seaboard guy who yeah. was like, Hey, you're one of six employees that we're not going to fire. And I was like, Oh, yeah, I still have a job. And this was the uncertainty before how are we paying for our bills? What is unemployment looking like? All of those things. So I was in the middle of the throes of co- like, I never got a break. I worked from the beginning of COVID to the end of COVID in hospitality with people and watched them get worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's like, you stop looking at the world the way you do when the people that you serve or the people that are around you don't care for you anymore. And um, mannerism as like a society, like health, wellness, safety, all of those things go out the door and it becomes the individual versus the whole. And everyone was kind of fending for themselves. The politicization, that's not how to pronounce it. (laughs) The way that people politicize COVID is the... I can't even say it's the yeah. weirdest thing in my life because, like, I'll, I've seen looking weird. back yeah. in the past 30 years, I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the, the idea of, like, turning a plague. Like, if you call a, it, it is, is a, a plague. plague. If you turn a plague into, like, a political stance of, like, oh, I'm not going to wear it. And I'm like, why? Yeah. Or calling people sheeps or calling them X, Y, and Z because they choose personal safety. Like a mask or social distancing or saying hey back up and they go go fuck yourself yeah. it's like how can you work look at the world with hope <laughs> my mom has has asthma and so like I, when yeah. I was like yo I don't know what happens you know I, at mm-hmm. the time I was like I don't know what happens and so I was working I was working downtown at an IT job and it was the same thing I was like yeah guys I can't get my mom sick mm-hmm. like I don't know what's gonna happen if this lung disease affects my mom yeah she eventually got it and she was fine, which I was like, oh, all right, well. But I'm glad yeah. I found out later, you know, way mm-hmm. after the fact, rather than like, you know, I'm glad that I, I'm glad that I found out that she was good, rather than finding out like, oh, this is they, like oh, somebody's in the hospital and they're gonna right. die. Yeah, right. And then not being able to go and see them. And I was living with my parents at that time because I was like moved ooh, moved yeah. out of my apartment. Yeah. And I was like the month before going to LA. So my dad is a severe asthma asthmatic so am i my mom was there my other sister is there and i was like oh i'm going out into the world every single day and i can bring this back and then it could kill people 
And then I'm getting out, I'm at work go, getting yelled at for wearing a mask for being a sheep. And it's like, how are there two different polarizing realities? So different. Yeah. Too. And it like, has a lot to do with money and access and all of those things. Cause I worked in a very high end restaurant at the time, like the billionaires and millionaires of the world. And it's like a complete lack of like social responsibility and being able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. I just heard, I was at the gym the other day, and um, I usually work out my headphones in, that way I don't have to hear dorks talk mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> but I work out with my mom, and so I was like telling her, okay, this is what we're doing today, and I happened to catch you know, what somebody was saying, and he just goes, yeah, it's too bad he didn't get reelected, because if he did, I would have had enough confidence in the economy to go and buy a piece of land. And I'm like, oh, so y'all didn't really care about like, no, y'all voted supremely in your tax bracket. Like that's oh, what 100%. this is. Like, and Republicans will always say it's policy versus this, but it's not policy anymore. You're playing with people's lives. Well, and, and that's always the thing that I always, that bugged me out. It's like, so your policy is to be racist. And yeah. To be ageist and to be like, but only in certain Sexist, situations. homophobic. But only in certain mm-hmm. situations. Like, when it doesn't apply to you or right. the people around you. I used to say this isn't a political podcast, and then I remembered, like, how outspoken we've all yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's pretty political. It is. And I think the one difference between, like, radical, like, Republicans and, like, the Republican Party and all the people that are, they will shove it down your throat. Like, you need to fall in line with them. And my, I always will hear people out, but at the same time, we're not. I'm not going to try and force you to adapt the beliefs that I have because that's that is not what beliefs are about. You don't impose your yeah. beliefs on other people because you think this is the right way. And when those, yeah. when and especially now, when you look at the Supreme Court, how Donald Trump went, how all of these things started to play out, every aspect of life, like going about life normally, becomes political. Because you start yep. to restrict people's ability to live their lives freely. That's one of the things that, like, that, that is one of the reasons why I, like, I've been looking at moving for a while. I, mm-hmm. To be completely honest, I moved here from from Hawaii in 20, 2008. Yeah, well, 2008. Yeah, right before my freshman year, I moved here. And I remember, so... Imagine a black kid moving to not really suburban. At that time, it was like it's like a mix between suburban and rural Arizona. The year Obama gets elected. Where did you grow up? Oh, uh, Anthem. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we were in Estrella. So oh, ho- yeah. other side, yeah. same situation, like extremely. So you know that racist. weird, like borderline. It's like yeah. they're trying to be suburban, but they're very rural. rural. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like kids. Fifteen rural. miles to any gas station or grocery store. Yeah, but we're we're in the suburbs. Yeah, like Black Canyon City is not the suburb, Mm-mm. bro. Like I would nope. never go to. No. You kidding me? Mm-mm. It looks like Breaking Bad out there, bro. It I'm does. Good. Mm-hmm. It's a wild, wild west. Yeah, it's, it's straight up until I, recently, but. Gentrification. Anyway. But, yeah. So, that's the thing. So, like, moving here, it was like, oh, this is, like, there was racist graffiti and swastikas and all this stuff. And I remember one of my friends who lived there for longer than we did. So, it was me. It was, we had 33 black black kids in a school of 3,000. And so, three of the black kids, me, my friend, uh, one of my friends, uh, Joe and John, we all lived in the same neighborhood. Yeah. And so, we all walked to school. And, um... And me and John are like, all right, cool. Because, like, John has, like, been here for a bit. Like, I think maybe, like, a summer before me. And I've been only been here for the summer. So I have, like, really no idea mm-hmm. what's going on. 
And Joe's been here for a little bit longer than that. So Joe, he sees all the graffiti at the school and he's like, all right, I'm going to see y'all niggas tomorrow. And he just yeah. walks off. <laughs> he's just like, yo, I'll take the L. Like, yeah. I'm good. I'm like, not even going to address it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so me and John went in because we were like, what are we going to Looking back, if I had the same beliefs I do now, I wouldn't have even gone. But like at the time, I was so different. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, like, you're trying to assimilate, fit in all of the, or you're trying to reckon with the reality that is new and hostile. That and what I was explaining to my girlfriend um, at that time, right? So my dad's military. Mm-hmm. My dad's career military. Okay. So my dad's been in the military since in 92 it. and he retired in 2012. Whoa. So my dad, right. So my dad's career military. As far back as I can remember, we're raised Christian. Mm. So we're raised Christian in the military. Yeah. And now right before here, I live in Hawaii, which is extremely racially diverse. There is a lot of like East Asians, so there's a lot of Japanese, Chinese there. But like one of my best friends from back home, Carl, he is... I don't know how he does the math here, but I don't question him. Yeah. Half Filipino, <laughs> half Samoan, half black. And then one of my best friends, yeah, whatever. Okay, just it is on. what it is. <laughs> you know, he's, if he hears he's, this, he's yeah. going to call me. He's like, yo, what the hell, He'll bro? be like, bro, but I um, understand. I think, I think both his parents are half someone. I think okay. that was a story. I think so, that was, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know how you work that out. Yeah, but like, and then I, I have another friend, Pierre, who's half black and half Japanese. Mm-hmm. And like, that's a really common mix. Like, black and Korean, black yeah. and Japanese, you know, like. We had a lot of those back in Hawaii, so or black in Hawaii and black mm-hmm. in Samoa, and so moving here, you know, I, I was used to stuff like that. We didn't have like like separation. especially on the military yeah. bases, mm-hmm. like like what are you gonna do? You're gonna call this dude a name, and it's like, bro, you're you're Filipino and yeah. black, and he's Japanese and white. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you know. Othering. So yeah. like when we moved here, it was like it was such a culture shock that it was just like stay in line stay in line mm-hmm. stay in line stay in line and looking back i'm like oh that's not great like, <laughs> no it's not it's <laughs> we, not. i probably shouldn't have done that yeah you know? but it's like what do you do also when you're young in that situation you're yeah. trying to like survive yeah yeah and i mean we i was born and raised in arizona we were the only black people in every single community that we lived in up until like 2013 and then all of a sudden a lot of like black families started showing up but yeah right? yeah yeah and then i go to the west side of town now i was like what the oh, hell dude. happened here but i like it i'm like keep on bringing it yeah because even there are places i'll go and i'm like damn there are a lot of black people here and the fact that i even have to like think about that in my brain just goes to show like what i remember when um i can't think no lolo's yeah. I remember when, like, Lolo's mm-hmm. was, like, the one chicken place that was, like, in Arizona. Yeah. And now there's, like, and some of them are chains. Like, Gus's is a chain mm-hmm. and Harold's is a chain. But we've got some places now where Monroe's. it's, like... Monroe's. Yeah. Yo. Oh, you want to know Yo. something better than Monroe's? <laughs> so okay, yes, it is hot chicken, but have you been to Sugar Jam yet? No, where's that at? It's off, Frank, like, uh, Rain Tree by the Costco off Frank Lloyd Wright in 101. Okay. In Scottsdale. Okay. It is the best black southern and this is like comparing it to the atlanta brunches i used to go to it is right on par the food is better the atmosphere is better the owner dana is amazing i just ate there i went there last week we went today this morning it is just a good old time scottsdale scares me because i remember i went there one time and it was a birthday party and i had a pair i had a pair of jordans on Mm -hmm. and they're like yo you can't come in with yeah i'm like i know what that means though yes it's a race because Race. like if, if mm-hmm. here's my thing too if your whole deal is like hey at this club we don't let anybody in unless it's a collared shirt slacks in dress shoes yeah cool 
I'm with that. Like, if that's your rule, cool. Or like, hey, we don't allow anybody with jewelry. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. Being like, hey, we don't let Jordans in. And then I see Chad then, with yeah. ripped Vans come in. I'm like. No, you'll see Chad walk in with Jordans right in front of you. Yeah. And then you go, what? And they go, eh, yeah, no, that's the rule. And it's like the blatant racism. Like, dog, I know what and you're like. I used to work for those people in my younger years. They specifically play the uns uns like DJ sets specifically so black people don't come. Because when we heard uh, country or uh, techno remix, and I love techno, that's yeah. the funny thing. I love EDM. I love when you hear EDM. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You and my mom need to hang out. My first concert was EDC. Really? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So me and my mom, a couple years ago, we went to uh, Swedish House Mafia in LA. Uh, yeah. You went to the last one, the last show. Uh, my friend John went and I wanted to kill him because he didn't invite me. And he goes, well, I had a ticket so you could have come. I was like, you didn't say anything. You called me when you were on the way out of town and said, I'm going to Swedish House Mafia. You want to come? And I'm like, I'm at work. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I should have uh, said, <laughs> like, oh, I don't feel well. John, come and get me. But... Yeah, Swedish. That was Swedish House was awesome. Uh, we're we think we might do Decadence this year too. Ah, uh, Decadence. I've I've gone like four years. Is it? It's. I can see it being kind of yeah, young. It is very young. I'd okay. say all of the shows that are here in Phoenix very young, and I did I all of that. those when I was young. The one show, the one festival that they did that was actually phenomenal, and they should have done it year after year, was the one that was held at. Um, I think it's Sun Lakes or something like that. It was at the Margaret T. Hans Park over. Oh. Yeah. No, it wasn't even Margaret T. What's the one off of Indian School in Central? Oh, I know what you're Steel talking Park. Steel Park, yeah. Yeah. No, they did a whole festival and it wasn't just like techno. They had hip hop. They had uh, house music. They had EDM. They had. And as you're walking around, it's on a. Like the lakes are there. So oh, that's super cool. All the local vendors. It was like a swap meet market. Oh, that's really Yeah, cool. the Arizona Lottery was there. They're giving out free scratchers. And you could just run around. It was probably one of, even with Coachella, EDC, Hard Summer, every single one that I've been to, that was the best one. How and was Coachella? I, okay, I had an artist pass to Coachella one year. I went oh, yeah. to Coachella like four or five years in a row. And each year I kind of just met somebody different. Cool. That kind of gave me like something else. So... I think it was 2014, I had all these crazy outfits on and I was actually very like fucked up. And I was like running out of like Action Bronson hands love me. Action I love Action Bronson. I love Action Bronson. He handed action. me a blunt the size of a cigar. I hit it. I was already fucked up. And my homegirl, I passed it to my homegirl. And then I stood there for a second. I went, it is 1.30 in the afternoon. And I just was like, I'm going to vomit. And so I have to run out of this crowd. And as I'm running out of the crowd, I'm like, can I make, I don't know where I'm going to throw up. I see my cheer coach, shout out Katie Malone. If you, if you hear this, she's the person that took me to all my first parties, all my first raves, my <laughs> high school cheer coach. And she, I yell Katie and we just meet in the center and I go, I've got to throw up. And she points me towards the trash can and puts a scarf over my head and I'm like laying in oh, her that's lap. that's a real one. Yeah. Yeah. Real yeah. And she's like, here's some Gatorade, sweetie. And so we're just laying, I'm laying in the, shivering in her lap and she goes, just put this over your head. She soaked it in water. Oh, she wow. put my headband over it like a hijab situation. I was photographed more all three days wearing that and ended up on the cover of Women's Wear Daily. And they were like, what are they wearing to Coachella? And I met all these crazy people. Bros thrown like, up off of Action yeah, Bronson's blood. Yeah. Yo. Okay, so then wait, three days, like last day. I am. I have this thing where I'm at a music festival. I will walk away from my friends and they will be like, where is she? 
And then they'll be like, okay, she usually likes a tree on the right-hand side. I will be underneath the tree on the right-hand side. If there's no tree on the right, I'll be at the tree on the left, <laughs> in the back. Um, and so I'm running through this thing, and this guy walks up to me with a big-ass professional camera. He goes, I love your style. I need to take a photo of this for reference. And so he's like, just run around, walk around, whatever you're doing. And he took all these photos, and it was a custom shirt from my homegirl in Atlanta. Her name is Taylor. Her fashion line was Belly. So she gave me a shirt that looked like a dress and distressed torn. Oh, cool. Yeah. So she's like, just if anyone asks, tell them it's mine. And so the guy goes, here is my phone number. Take my number down. I'm like, okay. And then his name was Mac Mose. He is Kanye West's personal tailor. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. how I've heard that name before. Yeah. So he... The We're in the generation he, where Kanye was like super... Like, yeah. Kanye was God for a while. So, like, yes. And Kanye what Like, it was fuck Jay-Z, Kanye forever. But now the roles are reversed. And he needs to go talk to somebody professional. But, you know? And what's crazy is I think that that shirt... That reference to that oh, shirt. Right, yeah, that's all Yeezy. Ended up in the Yeezy collection. Yeah, that's and, all Yeezy stuff. Yeah, here, I'll show you a picture. But it comes full circle because the next year, I was like, I'm too broke to go to Coachella and da-da-da-da. This man texts me and goes, are you going to Coachella? And I was like, um, no, I, I can't afford it this year. Like, I can't afford the ticket. He goes, let me see what I can do. 30 minutes later, he texts me. He goes, first, last name. And I was like, Rhea Dialu. And he goes, okay. You're just go to the will call, tell them your name, <laughs> and so they cool. will get, and you'll have a ticket waiting for you. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, I'm not about to get. So I get in the car with John, Hannah, and Patrick, my best friend, had like a camping spot already. So she bought a ticket last minute. He bought a ticket last minute, and we're driving to the desert. We're like, if we drive all the way out here, and my name is not on a list, so we had to go through all these random, like, separate off-site tense and then I finally walk up to the security guard because I see regular general whatever yeah. I was like somebody said my name was on a list he goes you're gonna need to go through the exit walk that way turn right find somebody at the table and she goes hand me your left wrist for Coachella your wristbands always have to be on your right wrist okay for general admission left wrist she hands me a wristband that is a different color than everybody else's it's white with like bronze embroidery and then it has just a, like an elephant on it I was like what does this mean? And she goes, you can go wherever you want. I was like, what? I was like, so I didn't really realize the power of this. I'm literally in Artist Village just walking around with a hijab on. Nobody can see me. And they're like, who are you? I was like, nobody. <laughs> I was like, I'm just around here. Also, I snuck Hannah back there. We almost got a wristband kicked out or cut off by the director. It was it was a mad time. But I literally walking around the Artist Village, I was like, oh, there's uh, Snoop Dogg. I was like, okay, there's... And like... Beyonce and yeah. Rihanna and all these people are just walking past me and I'm like, huh, okay. So that's kind of how my Coachella circle goes. I love Coachella. It's gotten worse over the years just due to like the type of people that go. And I'd like to say that famous. for all festivals. Yeah. The one that is still safe or was safe when I was, because I went like two, three years in a row was uh, Camp Flarmel. I haven't gone to that one. Yo. It's, is it good? It's so, okay. You Do you listen to Tyler, the Creator? Yeah. Do you listen to old Tyler the Creator? No. Okay, Tyler well, the Creator. Well, like before, what album? Wolf. Wolf. Possibly. Like old Tyler the Creator is like, like a weird cross between like mm -hmm. Eminem and like Redman and like big like yeah. he's very aggressive and like mm -hmm. really like and so like that's the era that I kind of came yeah. up with Tyler when he was like 
yo, like kill people, burn shit. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Okay, yes, like that's yes. my era. Of like order squad. Yeah. You want to know what's funny about that? One of my really good friends in college, his name is Mike Dell. He's in the loiter squad. He's he grew up with Tyler the Creator. They're besties. That's so yeah, weird. and he has a fashion line that I rep all the time. But I was like, oh, I like your flame pants. I was like, where have I seen those? And he was like, uh, you probably saw them at Coachella. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, Tyler wore these. These, this is my brand. I gave it to him. And I will always be the first person to dro- buy something on every single drop he does. <laughs> but he literally pulls up backpack full of weed and like the Dutch, like the or the what are those rolls? Crap. What are the roll? Like, do you know the ones that are purple? They're like a tobacco leaf. Everybody rolls like fat oh, blunts in them. Uh, I don't know why. I know Fronto, so my, no. my New York homies put me on the Fronto. This is like like the Big Honey or the Purple Pack. I, I cannot think of it, but... I know what you're talking about. Backwoods. Yeah, so he had a... Oh, okay, a, yeah. He had a Costco side no, I thought you were talking about the Fronto leaves. Yeah. Those Fronto leaves are crazy. It burns slow. <laughs> yeah, and then, then you have it's to like wash it. And then, yeah. No, I was like, who the fuck is this motherfucker that just walked up in here? And then I was like, Small World, you are Tyler, the creator's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool so weird ass. how you, but like mm-hmm. that, that festival is so weird because like all the skater kids that love Tyler, all the gay kids that love Tyler, all the thugs that love Tyler. Yeah. Like, it's weird. Like, mm-hmm. like they're like straight up like killers that like yeah. roll with Tyler. And I'm just like, real shooters in these like, streets. Right. Yeah. And I'm just like, and y'all roll with this like just fucking weirdo. Like yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so weird because like all these kids come together and like, I saw one fight in all the years I've been there. And it was because some dude was tweaking on a... PCP, probably? I think so. It was mm-hmm. either, uh, he said he was tweaking on Molly, and my brother... My, oh, my bro was like, you were on crack. On Molly, it's fine. And, like, <laughs> and, yeah, and he, like, swung at somebody, and then, like, he, like, just toppled over, and they were like, oh, okay, he's tweaking, all right. Yeah. But it was done. it's such a weird group of people, and I'm like, mm. this is perfect. Yeah. And then it's because they're all there for the love of one thing. Yeah. But it's not like, oh, I'm here to take social media pictures or I'm no, here it's to like, still not like be that. seen and, like, or. That's kind of in, in it, I hate this because I love music and I've been, I'm actually trying to write this album and like, I've been, tr- I've been telling myself for like 14 years, oh, I'm going to write an album, I'm going to write an album. Now I'm actually like really serious. Like, yeah. okay, let me try to write this album for real. And, um, what I told my mom was, cause there was some artist that was coming through and I was like, oh no, he's too big. I'm not going to go see him. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, when you see somebody at like the Van Buren or Rest in yeah. Peace Club Red. Oh, yeah. Club Red was sketchy as mm-hmm. hell, actually. That, like, but you know, it's oldie but a goodie. Van Buren, Club yeah. Red, um, Marquee. Yeah. When you see somebody there and then like the next year they come back around and it's like footprint center. center and I'm like, like mm. I'm good. Like Lizzo, she was at the Van Buren night right before she was big and then now she's at State Farm Stadium. Right. Yeah, it's I'm insane. Good. I'm good, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm, that's why, like, and it's funny, too, because most of my favorite rappers are not going to be putting on stadium shows. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw Pusha T at the Van Buren, and I'm like, That's crazy. it was hot in there. Yeah. It was so <laughs> No hot. AC, there and the like people a, are pushing and shoving. And I, I know some of the people that work at Ziggy's, too. And so, I'll okay. like, I'd roll over to Ziggy's right afterwards, and I'm just like, okay, cool, you know, let's hang out here. Or, like, Joe Bot, I knew some people there, so, like, rolled over to Joe Bot afterwards. But I'm like, yo, there's, like... 1500 1700 people in this, yeah. in this mm-hmm. venue i love the van buren it's awesome but mm-hmm. i'm just like yo this is but it's like fight for your life <laughs> i kind of miss that part of like art and music and fashion yeah i miss that kind of punk shit yeah I, I miss when you see just like 
and I think that's one thing that I'm really interested in now because I was like, oh man, whatever happened to like real, like, you know, hardcore, like, mm-hmm. you know, hip hop and fashion and like punk shit and like gorilla shit. And I was like, oh, it's on social media. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't have a, it's crazy because if you don't have a social media, you're not getting anywhere. If you don't no. have that pre- presence. But even then it's like, like you remember, so, okay, you said you're almost 30 or almost 29. I am 29. almost 30. Yep. I'm almost, I turned 30 in March, and I okay. was like, well, all right, okay. the grave, I guess. I was like, um, oh, my back hurts. It already did. No. <laughs> but um, I was thinking about, like, oh, man, like, it, it sucks that, like, whatever happened to the mixtapes, man? People used to make yeah. mixtapes, and I was like, oh, it became SoundCloud. Yeah, and now SoundCloud still. And, and, well, okay, and then what happened? It went on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, it just keeps And evolving. now it's TikTok. Yeah, now and it's they make music specifically for TikTok, which is weird. It's crazy. I was like, it's kind of a mental illness. But if that's what makes people money, I guess that's what makes people money. Like the, I kind of wonder what the balance is going to be as far as like when it comes to art like that in the future. Like, a great example is like everyone. I know it's not everybody, but there's so many people who have that social media style of fashion. Where mm-hmm. It's like, oh, get ready with me, and I'm gonna wear this. Yeah. There's some people who I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of a dope style. And then there's some people I'm like, you're just putting on expensive clothes. Yeah. And it, you think it's cute, but it's not. Or in my opinion. But I look at people, I'm like, okay, so... And it's not even just that. It's like, they'll put on really expensive things, tag it in their store and say, go buy it. So then they make money off of it. Yeah. And that's a lot of what that is. Like, get ready with me. I'm wearing this Aritzia top. But then every time you go and use that code, or they're like, I put a code for it in my bio they're going to profit off of it. That's why, so on this, on this uh, podcast, I don't have ads, um, which mm-hmm. is cool, but also like, I'm doing this for free. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> but I did start, um, there are two places that did give me codes. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, my rule was, okay, just for myself, I want to say I use both these things. Yeah. And like, you know, other things possibly down the line, like some of them will be cool, but I think that a lot of times, like, and, and this is what, what kind of, like, I wonder about with fashion, because you don't really see it with music, um, but you see it with fashion, and you really see it with sneakers. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, how are you wearing Gucci shirt, bum on jeans, off-white Jordans? I'm like, yo, that fit legit is probably around five, 6000 conservatively. If it's real. If it's real. But do you know how big it... Those people... A lot of those people that are flashing those designer bags have a person on DHgate in China that makes the fake for them. Shout out to DHgate. Yo, shout... I I knew about the DHgate before the girlies ever knew. But now that's where they get a lot of their stuff from. And it's like, how do you have those things? Half the time when I look at them, I'm like, you... That's not real. How do you tell? Um... Or is it just like you've seen it's it so not, much? I've seen that... it so much that like there are certain brands like the Off White, the Gucci, the Chanel, the they only make so many numbers of those things. Yeah, true. Like, and if Joe Mo down the street has it, I'm gonna assume that it's not real. And the fakes are so good these days. Like, crazy story. I had these two girls come into my office before, like a couple months ago. I work at the Fairmont up here in the Ultralux Ultralux thing. And these two girls decked out head to toe. Every single thing they were wearing was a designer item. And I was like, huh. And I said to these girls, I was like, you know, I'm one of those people that if I can't afford the real thing, I'm not going to go buy a fake. 
And they kind of, they're house moms from Texas. So they just started kind of laughing at me. And then one of the girls comes and sits down in my chair and she goes, honey. And she picks up her Gucci bag. She goes, look at this. Do you think it's real? And I was like, I would assume it's real. She goes, I have four vendors from China. She has, a, she added me to her group and it's all these house moms on Facebook. They have a Facebook group. She can get Nike on cloud, any design, like anything of designer she can have made in China and sent to you for 30 bucks. Well, but yeah. And you're also seeing like with a lot of these um, counterfeiters, these are real quote. Yeah. But there's, a, but like they're made in the same factory. Yeah. As. So it's like, you know, these are Air Maxes, but like, they didn't come from the Nike they store. They didn't come from the Nike mm -hmm. store. So now they it's like... They don't have a serial number. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So like, that's what I think is really interesting too. And this, and that's why I think like... One thing I noticed... Um, you know, when, when you're a fan of like certain things, right? Like, especially of certain niche things. Like you can kind of tell you're like... Hey, that looks like... You know, th this looks like X. This doesn't look mm -hmm. like this. And so I, was, I saw something. Oh, you know what it was? They said it was a... Um, it was a shirt I actually really wanted since I was a kid. <laughs> it was Dennis Rodman. I'm a huge oh, fan. Oh, Dennis. We love Dennis. So it was Dennis. the Dennis Rodman NWO shirt. Oh. And they're like, oh, it's at Urban Outfitters. I'm like, no, no way. No way. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what? And I was like, yo, this got to be a couple racks. Like, there's no way. They're like, no, 40 bucks. I'm like, what? Looked at it, and I'm like, okay, let me look at this. Look at the logo. I'm like... That's the new logo. They yeah. reprinted this just for just man, for this nah, mass nah, nah. I'm looking for production. Yeah, and like mm -hmm. when you go to some of these, like, and there's no I, no issue with like Buffalo Exchange or anything like that. But you look at some of their stuff, and you're like, okay, is this vintage, or did or, you just get this from like Walmart? Yeah, or did you and then get you this turn, from Sheen? Somebody turned it. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot mm -hmm. of like, and I've seen that too. With like, I went to Target for something, and I looked at, and I was just like walking around, and I saw one of their t-shirts. I'm like. That's the same t-shirt at Urban Outfitters. Mm-hmm. And that's based off a shirt from the 70s. I'm like, oh, y'all just reprinting. Yeah, re reduce, reuse, and recycle. Yeah, y'all like, just reprinting <laughs> the same thing over mm -hmm. and over. I'm like, and now I'm thinking, okay, so if I'm like a huge fan of like Urban Outfitters or whatever, which whatever, I found some really cool shit yeah. there. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. There's some cool shit. I'm like, yo, that's hard. Mm -hmm. I got this crazy bulls jacket. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> You're like, hey. I couldn't find it anywhere else. And I got on sale and I was, mm -hmm. like, I was like, wait, 80 bucks for a varsity bulls jacket? Man, I live in Arizona. I'm going to wear this once a year. Yeah, Don't care. literally. But, and I'm like, so what, what would stop me from just seeing if they have it at Target? And then I'm like, and what would stop me if I don't know anything about fashion? Mm -hmm. What would stop me from like, instead of going to Bape, finding something that looks like the Bape camel, mm -hmm. that looks like the, you know, the shark hoodie, like. And I, part of me, it's like the dupe game is like what it is now. Like the girls, I found a dupe for this. I have a dupe for that. Oh my gosh, it's a dupe. So we are just taking original ideas and then copy and pasting or That's copy and shift alt delete. And then they're like, look at this. It's, and I'm like, that is a shirt. Then it, yep. It, That's what bugs me the most. It's not so much of like, like a lot of these brands, I'm like, no, like, fuck them. Like, yeah, you know? literally. But then there's some things where I'm like, but the designers and the artists, that's what I'm seeing. My issue is, is like, you guys are just ripping off this person's mm -hmm. designs. Like, Virgil Abloh, rest in peace. Uh, he got so many of his designs ripped off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, like, Jerry Lorenzo from Fear of God got so many. Still. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not even... I don't even think he makes, like, the sweatsuits and yeah. stuff anymore. Like, he's doing some different shit. And I'm I, just like... There's another designer I can't... I want to say it's Richard something. Um... But he does all these crazy designs, and you will see that ripped into like 
not what it, not vape. What is it? Revolve or feature or any one of those. And it's like, oh, this is it. Richard Scott. I want to say it's Richard Scott, but I am wrong. Um, correction corner, if anybody knows. Uh, but yeah. They'll take those unique designs, dumb it down a little, and then sell it for half the price. I love when you see the brands, like the Instagram brands, and I'm calling them out because I don't wear them. Civil Regime, Fabletics, any, any, anything that you mm-hmm. see, some dude who you can tell only does chest and arms at the gym, any brand that they wear. I'm not wearing it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But like, I love when you see like the dumbed down version of that because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this shirt was already like forty bucks. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, like, what are you, what are y'all doing? Or like man? the Lululemon. Yeah. Knock off Lululemon is crazy. It is crazy. Because I've seen like, and the thing that people don't get about the like athleisure is like, yo, there's a quality difference. There is that most dudes don't have to worry about because like, if you're ripping off Adidas pants, like first of all, Adidas pants are so easy to find. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get them at the Goodwill. I got them at Coles, mm-hmm. man. The only difference between the one at Kohl's and the one at and the one at like on the Adidas store is the stripe goes up a little bit differently. Yeah. And I was like, I like the stripe that goes halfway up anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, I prefer that. I one. like that one better. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I like this one. Like, and it fits a little. It fits a little tighter. I'm like, I'm cool with that. But I'm like, yo, like the women that I've seen women who like, oh man, you wanted this, but you couldn't like. And I don't think they realize that, like, yo, the quality difference it, is not there. Yeah, and I'm like, it is like there's a big difference. Like the quality, isn't the there. fabric, the stitching, that the. Also, a lot of those companies, if they have a lifetime guarantee, that means their products are amazing. Because why the seam bust? I'm gonna take it right back to the store, and even if I paid a hundred and whatever for it, and more than I would like to, if it rips, guess what? I'm getting a new one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one thing I learned. So when we were in the church, right, they were like, very, very against. Like, oh, well, you know, you see people come up here and they're, and this is funny to me looking back because, like, I like sneakers. I didn't get full mm-hmm. sneaker head, but, like, I still pay attention to sneakers. I wear 15. I can only wear so many shoes. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. And Ooh. so, like, it's you see people in their $150 sneakers, and I'm like, that's average price for real, yeah. bro. Like, but I'm looking at it, and they're like, oh, I just got my jeans from Walmart. And I'm thinking about them, like, yeah, but those tear so yeah. easily. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why Levi's are $150. Yeah. And, it's 120 yeah it depends yeah but there's a reason Mm -hmm. why it's like and like i'm not saying like yo go spend all your money at high fashion brands or even mid-level fashion brands but there's a reason why h&m yeah and cotton on and all these brands are so inexpensive Mm -hmm. a lot of times because they're cheap too yeah because it didn't cost them a lot to do it i my parents when they were when we were younger they had a designer buy and resale business that I also would product and source for them with. I was like 10. But I go to all these trade shows. I'd have to go to these things. I'd have to go to Ross, TJ Maxx. This was back when they would actually have designer. Um, Marshalls, Last Chance, all of these places. And we would have to, we'd spend hours picking through all these things to find the designer that we could buy and resell. And to, it's to the point where I can put my hand through a rack in, in Last Chance and put my hand on something, pull it out, and I'll be like, oh, Valentino, Gucci, Chanel. You can feel it in the fabrics and the quality of the product without even looking at it. Yeah. What bugged me out is when um, I used to work at the outlets up in Anthem. Mm -hmm. And uh, what bugged me out is when I found out, because like outlets used to be like, oh, okay, these are last season or whatever. When I used to work at Gap, and when Gap, when I found out that they were just making stuff for the outlet, I'm like, then what's the point? And Banana Republic does it too. Factory. It's the same company. Yeah, it is. And then it's like just cheaper off brand. I don't know what. It's like inti- or in, not intimidating and in, imitating your own brand. Right. 
Yeah. That's what, so there's a brand called Bape, which a Bape yeah. Bape, and mm-hmm. first of all, if you guys are still rocking with Bape, that's cool, no disrespect, but Nego and Pharrell don't own that brand anymore. That's why the quality's gone down so much. Because oh. Nego owns uh, Human Made, which I okay, love. And yeah. then Pharrell owns Billionaire Boys Club. Mm-hmm. Which and then I also he's love. also the creative director of Louis Vuitton now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just saw that. But um, crazy. They have a less expensive version of Bait called Ape. I did not know that. It's and I'm like and so it's funny because like I've seen Bait like Bape isn't super super expensive anymore either. That being said, as someone who Listen, man, when you're over a certain size, you're not going to wear it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I understand. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, even when I was like super, like, even when I was in like way better shape, I'm like, I'm still 6'3". Mm-hmm. Like, I'm still, like. They don't have big and tall at no, Supreme. Man, no. no. <laughs> and that's like, the thing with fashion lines. They don't design, they design for a specific. How do you feel about type. that? You know, it is. It is crazy now for me because they're, well, let me w- rewind it. I used to be 215 pounds. Okay. I lost a hun- close to 100, I'd say 90, 95 pounds. Wow. Yeah. Yes. One day I looked at my face. This was in college. So I had a break between like modeling from like 14 to like 21. Okay. And there was one day I looked in the mirror. I was like, I don't recognize myself. Oh, wow. And I would, I also had abnormally large boobs. So... I could not wear anything at all. Like strapless, this, that, the third. I'd have to go get my bras in a specialized section and they cost $20 more than a regular bra. Like those types of things. And I'd be like, ooh, nothing looks good on me. I love these brands, but nothing fits me. I don't feel confident. I don't feel good. And you know, I've never purchased anything full price from Lululemon. I will go to the outlet and pay nineteen dollars for a backpack, but I've never. That's about how much a backpack yeah. costs? Anyway. Yeah, or, it should cost or anyway. no, but that backpack's three two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. No, it's are we insane. Doing, guys? What are we doing? Yeah, and the guy that owns Lululemon when he said, "Hey, I don't, I don't design for fat people." Um. That kind of hit a note for me. That dude's one of the worst people in He is. He is. And it's like... And what sucks is that nobody knows. Yeah. Like, even the name is racist. It's like, Yeah, bro. Everything about the brand is racist. And... Or not racist. It's racist, sexist, sight, or ableist. All of those things. Keep going down the list. And it, I, you know... The dude sucks. But what's crazy is like, people buy it. Still. Still. I don't even know. I think he got kicked off of the CEO, but he still owns like, the on, ma- majority. Right. And it's like, even with Victoria's Secret. I haven't heard as much about Victoria. I haven't. Okay. So Just not, not in the world I'm in. Yeah. I heard about Supreme being racist. That's, yes. that's the so, world, you know. And it's not like racist. I don't know. But the, how many black supermodels were on the runways? Not a lot. But they, in with the trans issue, they were like, oh, we should have a, somebody, I think it was Nikita Dragon. Something she okay. put on like the wings and during sh- the fashion show week and like put out a video on YouTube and did this whole thing. And Victoria's Secret put out a statement that was like, we trans pretty much, we will never have a trans person on our runway because that's not a real woman. Like that type of shit. And then Rihanna comes in right behind her and goes, we're all sizes, all colors, all shapes. whether you're able-bodied, disabled, whatever it is, we are going to have a place for you here. And that put them out of, like, Victoria's Secret almost out of business to the point where they, yeah, Victoria's Secret has gone so downhill. And then because of that whole thing, they started a campaign with all these, quote, plus-size models that are size 8. And 
all these different types of people to show that they're inclusive because that's what's popular now. As a man with all brothers, yeah, women's sizes are so funny to me because I'm like thinking like an eight and I'm like, okay, because I, I didn't have yeah. sisters or anything. Yeah. Like so I'm like, I was like, oh, what size is this? Like double zero. What? Yeah. And these are fake numbers. Yeah. What's crazy <laughs> is I'm a double zero. I don't know what that, like. I, I don't even know what it means. It's so, because like, but, when, when someone's like, oh, I'm a 32, like for pants. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. 32 inch waist, mm-hmm. 30, like 32 inch, insane, whatever. And I'm like, okay, cool. That makes sense. And so when I see double zero, I'm like, what are you talking about? So, and the crazy thing is. And it's different every double, brand. It is. So I could put on a double zero. And double zero translates to 24 in designer brands. Okay. So like a doubles, I'll put on a double zero from Topshop and I can't even fit it past my thighs. I'll put on a 24 from like seven and I'm like, geez, do I need a 23? <laughs> and it's the shapes and the sizes. It never matches. You really have to know the brand in order to like blindly purchase online. It's just crazy. The sizing the is. The only one that I trust is Nike yeah even yeah. Levi's like universal really, across the board like Nike Nike's usually pretty good with that um Levi's Levi's is okay yeah every now and then you'll you'll get something but like also jeans fit weird sometimes and you gotta mm-hmm. break them in but like yeah or tailor them that's what I've been yeah. doing more yeah I've and you more. know that's how back in the day and the, when you did go buy a new something because it was on sale or because you liked the top when like clothing was not seen as like an art like you bought something and you went and got, got it tailored to your body to fit you for the rest of whatever, however yeah. long you're going to do it. it. It was more of like a go buy the size that's closest to you and tailor it to how it fits you. Yeah. Yeah. And now I see with fast fashion and all of those, oh, we have $2 and we're going to ship it to you from China. What is that? Like their sizing is not, their sizing, their quality, everything is not going to last you more than a month. Which like, is weird because I'm starting to see more and more people do that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's oh, wasteful. I'll spend thirty bucks on this, and then I'm only gonna wear it one time for Instagram mm-hmm. or for this party or whatever, and then I'm gonna, you know, maybe I'll donate it, maybe I'll throw it away, and I'm like, well, ends up in a landfill. Yeah, like adding to the waste of the world, and it's crazy to reconcile that with fashion and then industry and modeling. So I talked to somebody. Um, oh, what's her name? I cannot remember her name. She runs Hummingbird. Oh, uh, I know who you're yeah, talking about. Yes, yes. yes. I'm so blank. I forgot. Right now. I want to say it's like Noelle or something, no, but I I'm just, wrong. I just did a podcast with her too. I, I gotta find her because I'm gonna be so mad at myself if I can't find it. And keto. She, Do you remember keto? Yeah. City of Knowledge. Yeah. Yo, that, that's Yo. So crazy. Kanye West watched that. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. He sent me. So shout out keto. You are the next big thing in fashion. Con. He sent me a freaking video, and it was like. Kanye, it was like on the reel, who's watched it? Kanye West. And I was like, you are kidding. That's so cool. Because I was like, this is very, this is what Kanye wishes Yeezy look like, mission-wise and style. Well, it's too different. But you know what I mean? The rugged, ragged. Yeah. Lizette Gonzalez, by the Lizette. way. Lizette. I was uh, not going to forget. Sorry, I was not Lizette. Forget. Uh, Lizette, Even I though got I didn't you. model for you, love you long time. <laughs> yeah, she's, yeah, no, she, yeah. Lizette's great, but she wants to do, um, more sustainable things but mm-hmm. i think so this is one of the things i noticed about kanye again coming from a place of like huge fucking nerd mm-hmm. right just a huge nerd who like loves sci-fi guys listen i've been playing starfield for like six hours okay like i, I love <laughs> the new it's it's I, a space exploration video game that takes place in the future and i'm like okay. sign me up 
Okay. I've been waiting for that game for a while. Like, but like as a huge nerd, right when I saw Yeezy, I was like, oh, this is Mad Max. Yes. And so when I saw City of Knowledge, I was like, oh, no, this, this is, is Mad Max. With like, the masks is... and the balaclavas and the gloves and the... Yeah. Yes. And so what's interesting to me, too, is like, again, when you being such a huge nerd and loving the sci-fi movies and stuff that I love, right? And when I look, when I watch movies like um, Blade Runner, Blade yeah. Runner is a great example, especially the new Blade Runner that people didn't like because they're wrong. But when I look Hot at stuff, <laughs> you're, you're incorrect if you don't like the new one. Is the first one better? I don't know. They're both really good. But when I see things like that, I don't think that there is enough imagination with like, oh, I love this genre of cyberpunk, so I want to make this. Mm-hmm. So I think so many people are like, oh, well, you can't sell that. Oh, well, you can't sell. This has too mm-hmm. much imagination. It's not functional. And I think so many people are like that, that it's like, well, no, why don't you just do something crazy. super crazy? Mm-hmm. That even if, it, is everyone going to wear it? Probably not. No. But you're going to have like 150, 200 people, 300, like, you're going to mm-hmm. have people end up wearing it. And those people are the ones that like, are ride or die, yeah. 6 a.m. on the drop, just right. like sitting there like, all right, refresh. 2 a.m. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those are the people like, and is it, and you have to ask yourself, do you want popularity? Or do you want longevity? I think it comes down to those types of things. Because it's also about staying true to your brand and what it is. Do you fault people either way? Do I fault people either way? Do you fault somebody who is like, no, I just want to be popular because then I can set myself up? Or... No. No. I don't either. I used to. I I used to. I used to be like that. And then I'm like, but if that is your goal and that that is your route or that is your path in life, that's the one you choose to take. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there are so many people that are clout chasing this, that, and third, and they'll get that, but what happens after that? It's kind of what I was saying earlier about, like, the artists who, like, because, again, I listen to a lot of music, and I'm trying, and I found my old notebooks, and, like, my old notebooks, I was like, oh, I know exactly who I was listening to at this time when I wrote this, and even now, like, I'm, like, I'll write something, I'll be like, oh, no, this sounds too much like this person, Mm -hmm. but I think it takes a while for somebody to, to be, like, it's, and I was telling, I think I told my dad, it's really not that hard to go viral. No, I've gone by, I had the most, I had the third most viral tweet of 2018. It's not hard. How? What, or what'd you say? I, I, it was one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. That's I just got off the shit. Yes, yeah. yes. And Black Twitter, shout out Black Twitter, because y'all roll deep. Rest in peace, man. Yeah, I know. Fuck we, X. Sorry. We gotta I don't get, know if uh, I can cuss, but. We, oh, no, we, no, you have yeah. listened to this thing. We, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I. Can, can we please get more black people on threads? Yeah. Please? Well, I don't threads even have a thread. Like, okay. No, it's, I'll, it's the same. I'll look at it. but Or I'll join it. But yeah, it's not hard to go viral. It's not that hard. I literally was like, right. And I was like, look at my, my mom and my dad were in Utah with my, my mom's family. And okay. she called me at like two o'clock that day before I went in my shift. She's like, hey, you'll never guess what Caitlin did. I was like, what did Caitlin do? She goes... I'll just send you a picture. So then I get off work and I look at the picture. It is literally the Amazon driver, a black Amazon driver with the truck open, Caitlyn. So Caitlyn was like five, little white, blonde hair, blue eyed. And she is standing in the driveway with a package, packages towering higher than her and like piles. And then my mom is standing there with her hands on her hips, like looking at her. And I just wrote, guys, my badass little cousin decided that she would like, got on Amazon and spent $300 worth of Amazon packages and this is how everybody found out. 
and it I think I remember that yeah no it's literally all over Twitter Reddit people to this day will still send it to me when I tell you good morning America BuzzFeed all of yeah Random phone numbers calling me all day, every day for comments. It is, it's in a textbook in Argentina. Are you serious? Yes. I got a, like a thing that was like, can we use this as educational resources in our textbook? I was like, yeah. And so it's in a textbook. That's it's like, so weird. But it's crazy because it has over 5.4 million impressions. And it has been retweeted and used in so many different. And that has been like the groundwork for so many other articles that come out about that and the funny thing is too like it's never the tweets that you think are gonna like hit Mm -mm. it's always so my friend just sent me this uh, a couple weeks ago i'm pulling up for you right now and um (laughs) i actually no i'll just send it to you later but i he sent this to me he's like yo my uncle sent me this and i'm like okay cool what about it he's like no no keep swiping dog (laughs) and i'm swiping i'm like and i haven't talked to this dude in a minute like Mm -hmm. it's been a long time since i talked to him we went to high school together and then he just shows me this. And I'm like, yo, I remember making that tweet. I was like, I think I was at work. And I just like sent it out really quick and put it down. And then like three years <laughs> later, he sends this out. And he's like, yo, my my uncle hit That's me with hilarious. this. That's hilarious. And I'm like, yo. It, it, it's That's mine. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. I remember that. But it's so weird because like, mm-hmm. you know, somebody that, it's not that hard to go viral. It's not. The hard thing is staying at that yeah. level. And like. It- I didn't make any money off of this. Right. Oh I my God. Yeah. Well, Ellen, she did call and Caitlin was shy, but I, we could have gone on Ellen and got money. We could, I also could have launched something out of this, but also when you're not expecting it, what like awesome random something thing yeah. like this, I'm like, what am I supposed to do about this? And I think that's, that's one thing that does scare me kind of about media is like, and it made me rethink certain things too, where, where, you know, like a lot of, a lot of people, I hate this. I hate the word canceled. And I don't hate I, it for the reason why people think I hate it. Why do you hate it? Nine times out of ten, it's being held accountable. And ten times out of ten, it's a black woman said that they're going to cancel somebody. And now it's just white men being upset that they're being held accountable for yeah. doing crazy things. But also with the cancel thing, it started in the black community. Right. It started on black Twitter. When was the last time you said woke? I've never, I don't use that word. I think it's absolute... Well, and the thing is... The last time you used it was probably 2013, huh? I don't think I've ever used it as, like, an adjective to explain people because, I mean, wokeness, to me, is a bullshit term for, like, knowledge, education, all of those... Like, you are encompassing wokeness. At, it's a terrible When word. I lived in Virginia, mm-hmm. I heard, like, OGs... And when I say OGs, I just mean older black men at this mm-hmm. point. Not even, like, you know, gangsters or anything like that. I just heard older black men's like, hey, you and brother stay woke. Uh, yeah. And well, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then like, I remember. In, it's, it was more of like a watch your back type yeah, of thing. Yeah, that's all it, it was. It wasn't like had anything to do with knowledge. Like, it was knowledge, but it mm-hmm. was like, yo, be aware of where you're going. Your surroundings. Like, yo, like, you don't probably go here can't after dark. roll here. Yeah. There were sundown towns in Virginia. Yeah. And I remember my, my NCO, she called me because I was at it's a. like, watch your six, dude. I was at a wrestling event. Mm-hmm. And she goes, where are you right now? And I was like, oh, I'm in Richmond. She goes, do not go back through Pequoson. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, what? All right. And I was like, like I wasn't planning on it, but why? She's like, it's a sundown town. Do you know what that is? Hey, man, my grandmother and my grandfather are from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know what that is. Yeah. And so I was like, Roger that. Sorry. She's they like, all right, cool, you. stay yeah. well. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. It was like, all right, yeah. cool, stay well. And that, that was it. And then it was mm-hmm. like, and it's not fair to him, but I blame a lot of this on Childish Gambino. 
Yo, yes. Because he used it in a song one time that went crazy in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And that, like, even... I'm going to get killed for saying this, probably by liberal white people. But, like, even, like, Juneteenth. Yo, the black community did not celebrate that the way that people think that yeah. they did. And you want to know... That's in Texas. Yes. In a very specific, specific part of Texas. Yeah. Like, Houston and Galveston and, like, San Padre and, like... The places in which they did not tell the slaves that they were free. Right. And so, like, to just be celebrating this, like, it's 4th of July. I'm like, yo, it's not. You want to know something? It's not like, like, there was one day I was, it was Juneteenth. I'm working on Juneteenth. And this was, like, 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And there were, in the restaurant that I worked in, there were two black people. Me and this girl named Ambrielle. Ambrielle's the shit. She is older. She's, like, 36 now. She's just knowledgeable yeah and what's real funny is he walked up behind like luke he is a bartender he's a white man he walks up to me and he goes he puts his hands on my shoulders and goes happy juneteenth and all i could look at him and say because it was just like such a weird thing for a white man to come up and say happy juneteenth black person i was like i looked at him and i was like my family weren't slaves and i'm a first generation and his face literally went like because it's like, you don't know the meaning behind those things. Right. And it's, it was an awful thing for me to say at the time. Eh. But yeah, I mean, it's the tr- it's the truth. But also it's like, they use it as a way to like say, hey, black people. And then I watched him walk right down the line to Ambrielle and go, happy Juneteenth, Ambrielle. And she goes, oh, thanks, baby. And she turns around, she looks at me, she goes, what the fuck was that? I'm like... Why, like, I don't know what it is. Is this the day to say, congratulations on being black for white people? The only person that I knew that celebrated Juneteenth like that was my dude from Houston. And, like, that was it. Mm -hmm. Like, because he would go back and it was, like, a huge deal. I think he's from, like, just outside or, like, I forgot where he's from. But he's from South Texas. And so, for him, Mm -hmm. it was a big deal. When I lived in Texas, I knew people who celebrated it because they were in Texas. And I remember asking my mom, like, oh, what is this? How come we don't do this? My mom was like... I don't know. This is like yeah. back in the 90s. When I lived when in Atlanta, too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was like... That was not, the North. It was free. We didn't really yeah. do stuff like... And so... Mm-hmm. And that's what bugs me out. And I, I, I got in an argument with somebody about this. I was like, yo, I appreciate Childish Gambino like telling people, oh, this is what Juneteenth is. Also, I mean, you're from Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if Beyonce was like, oh, happy Juneteenth, then we'd be all like, oh, you're from Well, Houston. she's from Houston. She's yeah. She's from Houston. Mm-hmm. And I, I think people underestimate how like... And I was explaining this to, to my girlfriend. My girlfriend's from Canada. And so, well, kind of. It, I'm not getting into mm-hmm. it on the podcast. If she wants to talk about it, she will. I don't think she'll ever do this podcast. Prove me wrong. She should. Prove me wrong. Yeah. Do <laughs> um, it. <laughs> but she, um, I was like, we had an issue about me serving in the military. Mm-hmm. Not an issue, but she's like, hey, you know, I don't respect Concerns. what the military did yeah. and this, this, and this. And I'm like, hey, I understand. I've been out of the military for mm-hmm. six years also. Don't forget that. Mm-hmm. But, um. But she's like, and I don't understand why black people would go in. And I was like, okay, I can answer that for you if you want to actually have an answer. Mm-hmm. If you want to just like get this off, that's fine too. And she's like, no, tell me. I'm like, okay. The next black person that you meet, also where you live, probably not that many, but <laughs> the next black person that you meet, American, black American that mm-hmm. you meet, ask them where they're from. I will put, for my life savings, I'll put my life that they don't say America. Yeah. If you ask any black dude where they're from, like American black dude where they're from, they will give you either a state, a neighborhood, or usually a city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Like, if you ask, oh, hey, are you, I remember I was in Germany. Mm-hmm. And this dude came up to me. And he's like, big, uh, I think he was a Nigerian dude. He came up to me. He's like, hey, where are you from? And I was like, Chicago. <laughs> and he's like, what? Like, wait, wait, what? And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you meant like America. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm from the States. But he was just like. What is your heritage? Yeah. yeah. And it was, but that's the thing. It's like when you talk to black dudes and they say, they don't give a shit about the country. No. They don't. I'd like to argue half of the people that live here don't give a fuck. I think there's white dudes that will do that whole proud of being American yeah. and all that shit. But like, I think a bunch of black, like, that's why it's funny to me when I hear like Team USA, though, I just want to put on the flag for my country. No, you didn't. No. You no. want to be the top 15 basketball yeah. players in the country. It's all good, LeBron. Just say it. Yeah. Me. Mm-hmm. But I, I think so. Because when you look, like, people don't get American... Black dudes aren't getting American flags tattooed on them. No. The same way the white dudes are. Black dudes are getting Chicago mm-hmm. and New York and L.A. Or their zip code. Yeah, where they're from. Yeah. And, yeah it's like, area that. code, not zip code. Yeah. I've seen both. Yeah. I mean, I've seen both, too. <laughs> and, like, that's the thing. So, I'm like, it's very interesting to me just to see, like... like, And that's what I was telling her. I was like, yo, for a lot of these dudes, it's like... Like, a lot of the dudes I knew that were, like, really, really, really going mm-hmm. through it... It was like, okay, I can either sell drugs or join the military. Yeah. How else are you? Yeah. Like. And you want an education? Yeah. For free? Yeah. You're going in the military. I, how many people I knew that were like, yeah, I tore my ACL my junior year, so I didn't get a scholarship, so I joined the military. Yeah. And it's also like, do I go get a minimum wage job doing something for $10 an hour, or do I go into the military where I will have resources? At least you have health Yeah. And even with the military right now, you're kind of seeing that like the enlistment rates are going down because what do you get out of it these days? When I was going to ASU, I had someone ask me, they're like, Hey, I'm thinking about joining the military for college. Should I? And I was like, just remember, I'm like, listen, I have my own opinions. Just remember that you are supporting a war effort for your education. Mm -hmm. If you're okay with that, then join. Yeah. If you're not, then don't. And I think that kind of, I think people are starting to see that. And like, the hard thing is like the separation of, like when I was in the army, I didn't get fucking deployed. I did IT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I did IT. So like, I was sitting there and like, all right, general, you're uh, not general, but like, all right, commander, yeah. you're, uh, you can't print in color. <laughs> all okay. right. That was my support, yeah. man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's different mm-hmm. compared to the dude that like, to me, like, when I see a lot of the issues with the military, I'm like, okay, some of y'all don't understand, like, these are issues with contractors. Yeah. These are issues with, let's call what they are, like, private military, they're mercenaries. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's... I mean, and Raytheon, and oh, Lockheed God. Martin, and... Oh, uh, Boeing, uh, Honeywell. Honeywell. Honeywell, that's the one I was thinking mm-hmm. of. But, like, and that's the thing, I'm, I, so I just see that, and I'm just like... And I was, and I told her, I'm like, listen, the military got me a lot of advantages. Yeah. It helped me out a lot. Like, like, listen, the only reason I can go to school is because of the military, yeah. straight up. And like, I did, got decent grades. Mm-hmm. I did. This is how old I am. I did pretty well in the SAT, which Damn. no one takes anymore. Yeah, I did that. I, that I learned that the other week. I was like, what? Yeah, I took the SAT. I got 1670 on my SAT, and I looked. And I was like, that's pretty good, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. Michigan State. I'm like. That's okay. Maybe, That's yeah. pretty good. Like, you're like, not going to Harvard, but yeah. And looking like, back, I'm like, I didn't want to go to Harvard. I think I got like a 1700 on it. Okay, fine. You did better. But I went to U of A. Like, 
I'm mad that you flexed on me by 30 points. I mean, but honestly, I should have retaken it, you know? I should have too. I know. I was like, yo, I'm not showing up in six months. I undiagnosed ADHD. What do you mean sitting here for six hours trying to take a test? I ain't redoing it. Yeah, no. I was like, yo, I got to track me next week. Yeah, I was like, I just need to have this score to... Yeah. (laughs) It was funny, too, because I looked and I'm like, of course, I'm thinking like, you know, straight up athlete brain, you know, because... I wish I would have known to, like, reach out to coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. So, yeah. I, I probably could have run in college, but I just didn't. Um, just because I had no idea how yeah. to do any of that. I mean, when you're navigating it and nobody is there to help or knows. Yeah, like, my dad didn't know and my mom. Like, no fault to them. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that they're, oh, my parents did, did shit. Like, I'm like, no, no issue with they, them. But, like, they just can't help you with something that they don't know anything yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. And so, like, I'm looking. I'm like, 1670? Purdue? Michigan State? I've heard of those schools. Yeah. <laughs> those are pretty solid schools. Uh, yeah. You know, I can roll with that. But I think that, like, now that you're starting to see people that are like, hey, we don't really want to do this. And what I'm hoping to see more people is like, oh, we want to do more art. Yeah. Yeah. Because, and I was having this argument with my uncle and my aunts. My uncle, my aunt, my mom, and my dad while we were in Utah last. Awesome. I, oh, it... It, it was terrible. Back against the wall, man. It was taking on everybody. No, I was literally like, so tell me about how your kids deserve this more than I do because I couldn't afford it. Like, and stuff, shit like that. But we, crap, what was I even talking about? School. Oh, School. oh yeah. yeah. So my dad and my uncle are, are yelling at me about how kids don't want it. Like, you guys all want to be influencers and do this and do that and be on TikTok and okay, do all this. Well, we're almost well, 30. Those exactly, are the kids' kids. Exactly. <laughs> and then they were like, why does anybody want to be an electrician, a plumber, or this or that, a contractor? I was like, because y'all didn't tell us to do that. Yeah. You told us to go to college, get an education so we could have a career that we don't have now. We are stuck farther than we are than where we started with mountains of debt and a college degree that you told me to go and get so I could be a productive member of society. Now you're telling me to be a plumber instead of a social media or a model or any of those things? Like, make it make sense. Also, if you're out west, those jobs, like, from New York to Chicago, Mm -hmm. union plumber, union electrician, let's go. Hey, support blue-collar workers, support unions. Yes. The second that you get past like St. Louis, yeah, no, it's not the same. It is a right to work state, and guess what? It we could fire you for same. any right. reason. And guess what? Try and sue us, we're gonna fuck you up. Like that type of, yeah, shit. So it's like there's. And, in- I, and I used to not think like this too, but one of my favorite rappers actually kind of switched my view on it. But like, in in the SAG after strikes and the um and the Writers Guild strikes are kind of showing people too is like. There's a reason why we have these unions. Like, yes, like mm-hmm. your big stars, like The Rock, is in this union. But no else is in the in the union. That dude who did that one commercial. Yeah, flow from state or progressive. Right. Yeah. yeah. Or even like the child that starred in all the Gerber commercials. Yeah. They have to be a guild, guild or Af- is it Aftra? I forgot what the difference is. SAG. They're like yeah, the SAG is the Screen Actors Guild. I think Aftra. Aftra I think that's theater. Yeah, I think yeah I something think like that. But those are put in; those unions are there to protect those people. Right. Like they're right when they're working for an extended amount of time. Right, and it's not about like yeah, sure, it's great that the Rock is there, but also we're talking about people who don't have that. Mm-hmm. And, and if the Rock's not getting paid, what are the people at the bottom right. doing? They're not getting same with the writers. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you wrote The Office, and but and, and, I forgot who was talking about it, but he was like. 
Yeah, I wrote the show for Netflix. We didn't see any money from it. Uh, wasn't that Breaking Bad? No, that was Aaron from Breaking Bad that said that. He doesn't get any money from that. Right. Like, yeah. And, and that's the thing that I don't think people get. Like, when you meet, like, really, really rich people, I don't think most people realize, like, rich and famous are two different things. Oh, 100%. And the famous and rich, and then there's rich, and there is wealthy. Like, the richest people in the world are the people that you have no idea who they are. Yeah. Yes. And sometimes they will make you know who they are. <laughs> if, you, if they want you to. Yeah. If they want to let you know who they are. Right. I mean, I have served the richest people in this planet. Like Didn't recognize any of them. Well, yeah. And the thing was, they started talking to me, acting a different way. I'm like, I am a person. You're not. I am here to help you. We're not doing this. And the second that I bring them down to the level of human to human, not... I'm here and you're my servant, that's where they feel slighted. And they're like, so Melanie Walton of the Walmart Waltons. Oh, yeah. Oh, me and her. She knows who I am and I know who she is now. But it's like a certain type of, not like aesthetic, but mannerisms and way of life. And the richest people do fly under the radar. Like black shirt, jeans, New Balance shoes, a cap. Like George Beale, who owns Houston's, who I worked for for five years, same outfit every single time he came in the door. <laughs> if you didn't know that man, you didn't know who, like, you would think that he's somebody's grandpa that just is here from the nursing home. Like, that type of rich. And then my other clients, like, have private jets. My other ones are like, who's the guy that owns the LA Dodgers? That guy used to be one of my regulars. The guy who owns night transportation. The biggest yeah, it's, gun it's, runner in the country. He has a bodyguard. Talk I know his bodyguard. It. Yeah. yeah. No, he, and that's the crazy thing is the reason he walks around with a bodyguard, he is his bodyguard and his driver is because theoretically, if you wanted to get your hands on weapons, like a lot of weapons, that's the guy you go kidnap because he's in control of the shipment and transportation of all of those goods. And he is a mean fuck. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's nice sometimes. He was nice. Actually, he was nicer to me when I would sit down at the bar after I didn't work there than when I did work there. And so it's, it is a balance. But those people, they are the ones that pull the strings. It's interesting, too, because, like, we, I think we think, you know, especially because of how loud it is. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Jay-Z's a billionaire, and, you know, The Rock's a billionaire. And it's like, yo... <laughs> just leave my face. <laughs> like, like, but, like, you know, do you realize how much these other... Because my yeah. thing that I was saying was, like, I'd rather have influence than power. Ah. And I think, because people think, like... Let's be, That's like, a influence versus power. Who's the but, most powerful man in the world right now? Probably Joe Biden, right? No. Like, by by most accepted... Okay, are you talking societal? Okay, are we talking like... But that's only if you look at it from the surface. Okay, But most people don't look past the surface. And who's the most... And this is exactly what I'm saying. Who's the most influential man in the world? It's not Joe Biden. I'd like to say it's Elon Musk right now. And just in the... I think it's whoever's the stockholder in Elon Musk. You know what I mean? Like, you just keep going back. Yeah. And it's that influence versus power. Because... And I'm saying... And it's not always nefarious. Mm Mm-hmm. There are, I remember when I was coaching, I co- I'm, I was coaching, I was an assistant coach for something. And I was able to influence the kids, even though I did not have mm-hmm. the power of the head coach. And let's be real, the power of the head coach comes with a lot of extra stuff on it too. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, I would rather, for me, I'm like kind of boots on the ground type dude where it's like, hey, I'm okay. Like I coach now, I'm the hurdle coach. Yeah. And I do some sprints. 
that means that I get to just work with the kids I work with and we're doing and while he's having to worry about mm-hmm. oh we got to schedule out yes. I'm like alright man this is how you get in the box you know what I mean so like mm-hmm. it's not always a bad thing yeah but when people think of like oh the president of the United States is the leader of the free world it's no. like sure if you again if, like yeah, you said yeah, if you look at the surface yeah but when you look at the most influence oh no we have mm-hmm. no idea who that guy is yeah that guy's a freaking video game villain for all we yeah. know you know you what I mean to, like, you follow the money right and that's there is a super PAC called Alec, and they do ninety percent of the legislation in America. Yeah. And that's who puts in the bills that then influence right. government, Senate, state, federal, whole nine yards. And the people that run Alec are the richest corporations. So Koch brothers, Bezos, Musk, even all the way down to like Walton. And we haven't even gotten into like oil companies. No, fuck that. But like you guys want to talk about Jay Z and Magic Johnson? Yeah. No, we're talking about like guys oil. in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Over oil. Because I remember I asked barrels. my dad one time, I was like, hey, why are we, like, what, what is the military for? To and protect he, assets. Oh, he said to protect trade interests. And I was like, okay, so it's not to defend borders? And he's like, no. well, that too. Well, and this is years ago. So, mm-hmm. like, and he's, he definitely has changed his view on certain things, but it's just like, do you see how crazy that sounds? Mm-hmm. Like, do you see how, like, mo- that sounds like a movie. Yeah. Where it's just like, like, <laughs> I'm just like, guys, what? do you understand, like, how, like. Well, people can't understand when they can't look out, look outside of themselves at the bigger picture. Yeah. And I think that's why we are where we are today. And wokeness and those things, they're like trigger words to make people look the other way versus at what's actually going on. From a music perspective, I remember somebody was talking to me one time about, um, I was talking to them, my theory is hip-hop, country, and punk are all cousins. Well, they all come from the same. Hip-hop is poor black people in the city. Punk is poor white people, is is white people, poor white people originally, and then it became white people in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. And country is poor rural people. Yeah. And the fact that we've let things get so twisted up, where like, now like country is like, the flag-waving yeah. racist genre for the Jason country Aldean. that hates you. Yeah. Like, this country does not like you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get it twisted. Try that in a small town. No. <laughs> Alabama football. You know what was so funny? I was listening to some rapper dude on a podcast, and he's like, the fact that y'all want to beef with each other instead of beefing with this dude is crazy. Yeah. Yes. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. And that's the othering. When you turn others against each other, then the person that is doing that gets off scot-free. Like, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, where was I going with this? And with the country rap, pop, or rock, all of that. All of that comes from slave music. Or in the field, slavery. Yeah. Like, then it turns into blue, like, slavery hymns in the fields turns into bluegrass, or bluegrass, blues, country. Mm-hmm. Um, then that turns into jazz. Jazz then bursts. Rock and roll, rock and roll, then verse. Um, what is the next evolution? Like have disco. You, have you listened to? If you get the chance, go listen to early Pink Floyd and early Led Zeppelin. It is straight up blues. Yeah. It yeah. is straight up Muddy Waters blues. Mm-hmm. And then like it's like Robert Johnson blues. Yeah. And then later they, you know, and again you rip off people for like an album or two, and then you kind of mm-hmm. do your own thing, you know. But that's, and I don't think people realize, like, when we say, oh, black people crave this, black people crave that, we're not joking. No, if you trace it back, but they won't trace it back, because if they trace it back, they have to acknowledge that it's not theirs. 
I think that's the biggest theme in everything that goes on in the world today. Like socially, you, if you trace it back, everything comes from black people. African culture, black culture, slave culture. My, my theory about that is um, that shows how much people don't respect art. 100%. Because you will acknowledge that algebra came from the Arab world. Mm-hmm. You will acknowledge that gunpowder came from China. Why? Because you can use it. Yeah. Whereas you can't use art the same way. Because so, it's interpretation. Right. But and you'll the, put your classical context. musicians on a huge, on, on the highest level, even though they didn't have nearly the influence that we have today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm, I'm talking like, People don't remember, like, bringing it back to fashion, too. When Jay-Z said change clothes, people stopped wearing hats in, yeah. in, in, in like, the hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. The, and the shorts and the... Yeah. Who was the person... Do you kind of miss that era of wearing headbands for no reason? I do. I, I have a weird-shaped head, <laughs> so no. <laughs> headbands don't stay on my head. I don't miss it. Don't ever bring it back. <laughs> There's some things that, like... That's or like this extra big long. No, tea. no, those can go. Those yeah. can go. Yeah, no, y'all can keep those. Actually, the extra long shorts y'all can keep. Mm-hmm. The extra long shirts are kind of coming back. If yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I've seen people rock it, and I'm like, they're oh, good yeah. for you. And then I've seen other people, I'm like, nah. I could wear it as a dress, but yeah. I, yeah, no. <laughs> I think that like it just shows that people don't respect art this mm-hmm. way that they say they do. And it was funny because me and my me and my girlfriend were in California, and we went to an art museum. And she literally walked into a place and said, "White people art," and walked Knocked out, out. and walked out. And I was like, "And she's not." And the cool thing is, she's not even black. And I was just like, yeah. Fuck "Yes." Like this, an ally. I'm like, "Yo, if we ever have kids, those kids are probably going to be problems." But terrorists, but in a good way, domestically, <laughs> radically, you know. <laughs> and, and I, I. So someone asked me one time, they're like, oh, because I didn't understand why people got mad at liberal. And I'm like, well, we're liberals. And like, I was, and one of my friends was like, no, we're not. We're black. Damn. And I was like, what? And he goes, nah, bro. He's like, he's like, go. He's like, you know what? Go rewatch Get Out. And I, you'll see what I mean. I've and never like, seen Get Out. It's a good movie. Okay. But it's basically about white liberals. You mm-hmm. know what? The main villain of the movie, he says at one point, oh, I would have voted for Obama a third term. But it's all about being used by mm-hmm. white people. Yeah. And... Also hilarious that two mixed people are talking like, like yeah. this. Yeah. Listen, Colin Kaepernick and J. Cole did it too. It's all good. We're, yeah. we're good. I mean, they started it. You have your, but mm-hmm. I think it's because you have that perspective. Yeah. And it, it, boiling this back to like fashion, you can also apply this to like real life. But like there's a difference between style and trend. One yeah. is embodied, one is followed. Yeah. And the people that have style are the ones that start the trends. And then those people will replicate it in any way shape or form but then the person with style will always stay true to what their style is versus what is trendy is that no you're right and yeah it's funny you say that because i was just talking to my friend is a huge boxing fan and he just got into mma ew ah and I, listen i'm a huge mma fan i understand I, it's not for everybody you I know when it. i saw that guy's leg snap Oh, yeah, that was crazy. That was the last one I ever watched. But it's not for everybody. But this is what I'm saying is like when you look at probably the biggest, one of the biggest MMA stars in the world right now, this is what homie looks like. 6'9", but white. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. And like that's the thing is like 
the the aesthetic like he's done like the all the chains mm-hmm. and the cornrows and my friend he hits me up and he's like who put this dude out there he's like this dude looks like a grand theft auto creative character Damn. and Not i'm like an npc and it's, <laughs> it, yeah and it's yeah. crazy because he's like and it, my, my buddy hit me up he's like yo why do all these people want to copy everything but what we've been through because then they actually have to acknowledge the struggle of how that happened. Yeah. Because you'd actually have to embody it. And not not just the good, the bad. Right. Yeah. And then if you can't understand that. And it's like appropriation or like reflection or. There's a reason why the black community only fucks with like two white rappers. Yeah. And it's Mac Miller and Eminem. And even Eminem is like kind of. R.I.P. Mac Miller. Yeah, Mac Miller was our guy. Yeah, one person I did not see live. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Yo, I cried. I was in, actually, I was at, here at Jillian's house, and I looked at my mom, I was like, Mac Miller said, he go, she goes, you're lying. I was like, no, I'm TMZ reported it. That was one gone too soon. I hate how TMZ is right about everything. Yeah, I and mean. And I met somebody who knows somebody who worked, who used to run TMZ. Mm-hmm, ooh. And he basically said that, um. Ah, fuck it, they don't know who I am. I'll put it this on blast. Harvey Levin basically has connections with, like, the fire department and the police oh, department. Oh, that makes sense. Well, how did they get to the Mac Miller's house and take a picture of Karen Civil before the ambulance even arrived? That's how they found out Kobe. Because the uh, uh, the uh, firefighters took a picture of the body. And yeah. Well, and what's crazy is we're singing Marley happy second birthday. And all the, I look at my dad and I was like, Dad, Kobe just died. And he looked, you're lying. And then he went to Marley's grandpa Kobe just died. And then Uncle, and then all of these guys were like, yo, what? I was like, TMZ reported. They're like, no. Then it's actually true. Yep. And that's insane. Yeah, that TMZ is the only reliable news source in this country. TMZ, TMZ <laughs> and uh, sometimes Black Twitter. Where yeah, Black like, Twitter. Yes. I miss Black Twitter. I miss Twitter in general. Twitter was, I don't miss being on Twitter for six hours a day. Hey, man, when you were at work but and it was slow, I mean, be real. Yeah. You were out there, there were days where I was like, damn, I need to delete Twitter from my phone. But if something happened, the second it happened, I knew. Yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah. Because that was probably the most reliable source of news. Now I go on there, I'm like, what am I reading? Is this, this is like some neo-Nazi Twitter that is trying to recreate a narrative. I was like, it's out. If for somebody that doesn't have any like critical thinking skills, they can roll with this. And there's nobody there to, like... There's a reason I'm not yeah. on Reddit anymore. Reddit? Damn. I was on I it. I don't ever have... It was cool. So, Reddit was cool with um, niche stuff. Yeah. Like, so, like, being a wrestling, video games, anime... If you were into, like, show. niche stuff... Mm-hmm. Oh, man, it was great. Mm-hmm. The problem I started noticing was um, when you got into the political side, it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, it's anonymous. Yeah. It so, is. So, like, people could say whatever the hell they wanted. Mm-hmm. Unless the moderator come in with a rule. Yeah. The moderator runs the subreddit. What do you... Th- like, you know? Yeah, I mean... Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if he ran it, it's like, you know, hey, this guy's an asshole. And it's like, yeah, this, this, this is called r slash asshole. So, and that's just what I noticed. And, like, there's a reason why I got off Reddit. And then I was talking to my friend of mine. And he's like, yeah, pretty much everybody that was, like, cool on Reddit went to Twitter. And everybody that was cool on Twitter just kind of does their own thing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, Threads is kind of cool. Like, there's some stuff okay, I've seen on Threads. I'm like, all right, it it's all right. It's basically Instagram, Twitter. Okay. But what I kind of miss, and what I was hoping was going to come back, was uh, Tumblr. Ah, oh, yeah, Tumblr's right? never coming back. I don't think it's ever coming back. I think it could, but I think... 
I just want to know what's coming next after TikTok. I don't think you can go anywhere MySpace. else after TikTok. MySpace. It'll be something like MySpace, the same way mm-hmm. that TikTok was basically Vine. Yeah. I think you'll have basically MySpace. Because I think uh, what you're going to have... Facebook 2.0. No, I don't think it'll be like Facebook. I think it'll be something where it's going to be easier to use. Mm-hmm. It's going to be something that is all in one where sharing video and pictures are easy and then disappearing yeah because i thought snapchat was going to do like that they went downhill but it became more of a like one-to-one messaging like you know and then it became just like like what we all knew was sneaky link yeah like cheating on your girl cheating on your man uh snapchat is for cheating the same way that venmo's for drug deals or fraud or fraud. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, that's I was going to say Zell, but no, Chime. <laughs> Chime. No, I learned the Chime other day that that's how the scammers scam on Chime. And I was like, oh, because it's not traceable. Yeah, I was like, y'all better just cash up like, alone, damn it. I know. I was like, because they ain't coming for your Chime for transfers, $600. But <laughs> but Chime, yeah, that I heard that's how they run scams on like men. It's crazy. I love that, like, all the bots that you see on Instagram, and it's like, who clicks on these links? I know. Like, people are Because you're like, obviously doing it enough mm-hmm. to, like, you're catching somebody. Yeah. And I think it's the people that aren't, like, social network adapt or adept. I, I think yeah. so, but, like, what's the numbers on that? I mean, if you send out a million, you're at least going to get That's three true. back. That's true. And if a bot you can do what? it for you. And if you run them for like $100, $200, mm-hmm. like that's 600 profit probably. I yeah. Mean, you threw out like, I know, because a bot, that's for you. You programmed it. Mm-hmm. And it will just do it while you're asleep. It takes the legwork out of it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'm so mad that Bitcoin didn't, didn't become a thing. I didn't think it was ever going to become a thing because not everybody can use it. You have to be like, you have to know how to set up a blockchain. Yeah, that's true. But my friend, John, also John comes up a lot. He's been at my, he's my oldest friend in 2011, that 2010, 2009, 2011, he was telling us about, he goes, yo, we need to get Bitcoins. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, we need the energy of two houses. And I was like, are you crazy? He was like, we can mine, yeah, mine Bitcoins. And I was like, sir, if we would have mined Bitcoins back then, we would be billionaires now. Yeah, my, my homie just, yeah. my, shout, hey, shout out to you, Nico. Also, chill out, bro. But um, <laughs> he uh, he sent me a video of somebody who, they, they bought Bitcoin, like, in 20, I think it was, like, yeah, 2011. And they bought pizza with it. Yes. And it cost that, it was, like, $240 million. To mm-hmm. Pay. Mm-hmm. So, Delivered pizza for Bitcoin. I flipped uh, Dogecoin. Like, oh, uh, I, I had a friend that made, like, Half a million on Dogecoin. Oh man! I didn't, oh shit! Half a million would have been great. I threw, uh, I threw like twenty five in, and I made five hundred, and I started Crazy. A business with it. The good, yeah. And I wish I would have gotten Dogecoin because I was literally on like my my wallet, and I was like, I don't know what am I, and I just exited out. Like I have some Ethereum in a wallet from eight years ago. Check on it. I don't have the password. Awesome. Yeah. It's probably worth a lot more now, but... I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Ethereum Who knows? is weird. And the thing is, it's, like, not real money. It's not traceable. And it, it only has yeah. value if we value it. That's why I was wondering how far NFTs were going to go. Nowhere. <laughs> I think people... There are people I, getting I hit with federal cases. Mm-hmm. 
I think that AI is a scam. First of all, I don't think AI is a scam. As a dude who worked on computers for seven years, it's not AI. It's machine learning. There's a yeah. difference. Oh yeah. Artificial intelligence is like the holy grail of like what people try to create. Mm-hmm. Like if you created an artificial intelligence, it's like a robot that's like making it. It's the, like Westworld. It's Westworld. Yeah. That's literally. Rest in peace, Westworld. Ah, uh, in uh, the peripheral. Did you watch? What the they canceled it already? No, they renewed it and canceled it last week. Awesome. They Good renewed stuff, it. Nice. In February, canceled it last week. I want to fight. See, I'm going to fight. Here, here, here's the thing that we need to get you on. This is like my mission with everybody is I get them in, into either wrestling or anime. I so, used to read anime. I okay. used to be able to read Japanese when I was little. Check, like, have you, did you watch Ghost Basket? in the Shell? No. Check out Ghost in the Shell. I was like an Inuasha. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And what's the other one? Uh, not Dragon Ball Z. Everyone. Was... Or the guy that had the huge sword. Bleach. Yes. And then my favorite was Fruits Basket. Fruit, Fruits Basket. I love weird anime. Yeah. I saw it in the bookstore the other day. I almost bought it, but they didn't have one. They, so. <laughs> they just made an anime on Netflix, but it's based off a manga. And it's called... Um, oh, what's it called? The Story of the House Husband or something like that? I think I've seen and this. And it's a retired Yakuza yeah. hitman who becomes a stay-at-home yeah. husband. Yeah. I love weird anime. Yes. Also, speaking of Yakuza, there is a... Oh, crap. What is it called? It is one of my favorite shows on HBO, but it's, uh, it has Ansel Igor in it. Oh, shout out to uh, Baby Driver. Yeah. Or or is it called Vice? I don't know. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Tokyo Vice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the best shows with the Yakuza. Really? Being okay. Show- Yo, watch it. Okay. Second season's coming out soon. I thought... I, I haven't seen it yet. I, I didn't realize how much I don't really watch TV like that. I watch so much TV. Well, I'm yeah, like, you're chilling. Yeah, I love TV. <laughs> Even when I'm working, I will stay up till two, two, three in the morning to watch a show. There's, I've, I did. So I have another podcast that I do with. Um, hey, that reminds me. Pick up your phone, Nikita. <laughs> um, but it's called a uh, blurred lines, and so it was black nerdy things, and so we talk about anime, mm-hmm. mostly anime. I would do some other stuff with some other friends every now and then. We do like video. You need games to get Alice on this show. Our middle sister. Hit, hit her up. Just cosplay, like full on, like that. How come I don't know this? Because uh, she's like the hidden middle sister that tried to disown us. I thought you only had one sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Julian. No, we have a middle sister. Her name is Alice, and she is like the living embodiment of an anime character. Cool, let's do it. Like, what is... Oh, her... I'll send you her Instagram. But she, she also does hardcore DJ sets, and... Yeah. She's wild. Like... What? Yeah, no, like, she does full, like, cosplay, like. This is like when you get to the fourth season of a show and they introduce somebody and you're just like, who is this person? Yeah, who is. That's dope. Yeah, so she'll make these full on freaking, like, outfits. Yeah, I saw the T1, the T1 sick. That's cool. Yeah, no, and she, like, these kingdom, what is that? Kingdom Hearts? Full yeah. on, like, the sword, yeah. like, the, a real life-size version of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. No, you definitely should have our middle sibling on. She is abrasive, but we love her. Have <laughs> <laughs> you met that? I'm not going to say that. I'm yeah. Like, hopefully, the mic didn't pick up. Alice, we love you long time, but you know what you are. You know what it is. <laughs> I love when you get to a certain age that all the everyone in the family is like, I understand what, what role I play here. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I, get, I get this. We're all adults now. Yeah. It's cool, too, because like you start seeing 
you start seeing your siblings less as like siblings and more as like, oh yeah, this is my friend. Mm-hmm. Like, well, for me, mostly it's like I don't see them as my little brothers. Yeah. There's my brothers. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. No, they. She hated me. All both of my siblings hated me growing up. Like, literally, throw me down the stairs, throw me through walls, type of hate. But now we're besties, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was a little delayed. <laughs> She's upset that I'm moving. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Love you, sister. Would, would you? Okay, so would you? Would you move back to Arizona, or is this like a temporary thing? Is this a forever thing? Is this a? We'll I hope I don't move back here. Okay. I just need. Well, my coworker Robert, the concierge, he's great. He's like an older gentleman in his sixties from Chicago, just smooth as hell. Shout out to Chicago. Yeah, shout out to Chicago. Some great people. Um, but he was like asking me. He's like, so how do you feel about the move? I was like. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm all, he's like, that's not what I'm asking you. I'm like, Robert, how should I feel about this move? And he goes, no, I just want to point out the fact that I'm so excited for you to go to a city that has the capacity to handle your greatness because here is not it. And when he said that, I was like, I'm not coming back. I can't come back. Not like I can't, I can always come back. And my mom even said, I was like, well, if I come back with my tail between my legs back to the place. And she goes, it's not even that. You're not coming back with your tail between your legs because you did it. You went and you tried. If it doesn't work out, you come home. Great. But you might not come home. You might go somewhere else. And It's a big world out there, man. It is a big world. And when Robert, he said that to me, I was like, you are so fucking right. Because I have done, in my mind, I've done everything that I can do in Arizona. I have lived so many lives. I've raised goats in 4-H. I've done cheer i've second like national champ championship cheer i've run track i've done i said i'm gonna go to miss america or miss arizona and i'm gonna do it and i got second runner up like no experience and then i do phoenix fashion week i'm in arizona fashion week now so it's like and my career like there's not there's business wise there's not a lot going on in arizona where you can make enough money to yeah. like live your life unless you are already established and most of the people that are established in those careers came from somewhere else Correct. and they keep it close-knit mm-hmm. so it's like if i want to grow as a person as a human as all the things they don't that I share see, like other cities here mm-mm. Like, no when, when we were in california we talked to this random dude and we we're like hey man my girlfriend's looking for soul food like where you got it? he named me like five places off mm-hmm. if you did that here they just look at you they'd go go fuck yourself and move along they wouldn't even like give you the time of day to talk to them and it's a very weird there's like no sense of community here no zero it's like you live in your house in the suburbs and you stay there unless you come here and then what am i supposed to do with that unless i don't want to have kids or get married or settle down anytime soon and i hate to be like the stereotypical arizona where it's like if you are here past a certain time you're going to be here forever i don't want to be that person and like when i lived in australia the fact that i even made it to where i am now doing all the things that i've done is against the odds that hit me earlier this year i was like yo if you hit 30 here it, my, i was like yo if you find a, if you find somebody here you will not never like what what would make you want to leave i mean now it's getting to the point where if i'm going to be broke here even though i make like 60 70 whatever thousand a year if i'm gonna be paying 2100 dollars for a one bedroom apartment in this place where i used to get a one bed two bedroom apartment for 1200 dollars with a garage 
and now that same apartment's twenty one hundred dollars. Why would I waste my money yep, here? That's exactly what I. Thought. Why would I waste my be broke here and be sad? When I could go be broke somewhere else for you a little be bit. Broke on the beach. I'd, I'd rather, rather I'd be go to LA broke. And be broke on the beach. I'd rather dog. be broke on broad, like on yeah. Broadway. I'd rather be broke walking down the York Ave. Like right. I'd rather be broke in a place where I could experience joy without having to spend a lot of money. And when I went to New York, I was just like, I'm not even going to act like I'm a tourist. I'm just going to act like I live here for my with myself for a week. Yeah. And I was That's like, cool. it inspired me to do better for myself. Cool. And that's why I'm like, I don't, I don't want to ever come back here. And if I do, I hope it's when I'm 65 and like widowed. And even then I'm probably not coming back. You know? The amount of women that I know that are planning to be widowed is kind of crazy. I, I, well, I got it. I understand. Yeah. I understand. If I ever get married, because being in a family is not my plan. Like having a family is no, not my got, plan. And that's the thing too, is like. I'm understanding that more even from my perspective, like leaving the Christian church and being like, oh, also you got to have a family, you got to have this. And realizing that some of my friends were graduating college at 22, getting married at 23, having kids at 24. Yo, what? Well, growing up Mormon, all they taught you was, you're cook, clean, serve your husband. What the fuck is that to me? And I'd be like, I want to be a lawyer. I want to do this. And they'd look at me and be like, oh, your dreams are so sweet. How are you supposed to do that if you're going to serve a mission? I was like, why the fuck would I serve a mission? For a church that wouldn't even let me in pre-1976. I've been to La Ye. Yeah. I've seen the Mormon temple that they got Yeah. Yeah. That's right up, that's right up the way. From, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it. I, it's, a lot of white I, faces for being in Hawaii. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not here to spread the gospel of some rapist, murder, uh, pedophile. Because that's what Joseph Smith was. Alcoholic. Like, what am I, yeah, no. And I was like, the only mission I should be serving is for myself and what I want to develop, who I want to be later in life. One thing that I saw that, um, and it, it, it really changed my view on a lot. It was, um, there's this uh, rock group. So my dad was really into rock growing up. So we lived, white guy from Chicago mm-hmm. in the 80s. Of course he were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like basically whatever you heard on, uh, on um, fuck, what's that show? Stranger Things? Uh, yes. That's what my dad grew yeah. up like Running Master of Puppets I, I heard Master <laughs> yeah. of Puppets when I was a kid and mm-hmm. I was like so once I heard that guitar I was like oh hell yeah Master of Puppets awesome yeah. mm-hmm. and so there's this group and the guy he's half black half like Swiss I think or something like that and he made a group called Zeal and Ardor and it makes slave songs like Negro spirituals but instead of worshipping Jesus they worship Satan oh. and I was like excuse me like what? what's up with this and he said why would we ever worship the God that enslaved us when we could worship his enemy? Facts. And I was like, yo! yo. And so it was mostly like a, like a, like a, like a, like he's not, and even if he was, who cares? He's not like a Satanist or anything. He was just saying like, less, like it's a thought experiment that he turned in music. And so it was like, his, the first like two albums are like straight up mm-hmm. like, you spirituals with metal. And I'm like, listen to it. I'm like, oh, this is, and so to me, that's what kind of helped me leave too, too, was like that. And then, uh, my favorite rappers were Muslim mm-hmm. because they're the only ones talking like, Hey, how come the Christian rappers are talking about like, Oh, we just got to turn the other cheek and, and you know, keep worshiping. And the Muslim rappers are like, yo, but yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, and so when I heard that, I was like, that's what kind of got me out of like, why are we pushing forward a narrative that's actively hurting us? Because it protects white people and not yeah. others. 
And that's not to say that like people like the Reverend Dr. Martin yeah. Luther King weren't sincere. But I do think it's important to just make sure that we're constantly reassessing. Yes. Changing with the times. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And then being aware of where you are and where they are. Right. And what... Yeah. Shout out to this podcast never yeah. being about what I say it's going to be about. Yeah, he always... said, I meet cool people and we talk about their lives and we're <laughs> over here on XYZ, but that's, seven, but eight, seven, eight, like People but, feel free enough to talk. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I know? appreciate you inviting me to do this. Yeah. yeah. It was fun. So yeah. we know the move, but what else do you got planned and anything that you want to push, anything that you Ooh. want to promote? You got a whole list of people doing with their brands. So. I, I don't. Oh, gosh. When you ask me about myself, I'm like, damn, what am I doing? Because I'm in a, a transitional period in my life. Um, my Instagram is at Princess Rhea. Um, and dot between the S, the R, the I, and the A, and you'll keep. I'll keep you guys yeah, we'll posted the, there. Yeah, we'll put that link. Yeah. And you know, just continue my. What I like to say to everybody is, treat others how you want to be treated. Look out for the people that don't have protection. Eventually, I want to become a lawyer, but you know your rights. Know how they can help people, yeah. and just be good. And I'll, don't be afraid to like use your voice. Awesome. If that's one thing I can say, s- say something. Always say something because my therapist says that is my best and worst quality, and it is who it is why I am who I am today. Awesome. Yes. So embody that philosophy and take it with you. Appreciate <laughs> yes. it. Thank you so much. Thank you, Braven. Appreciate you guys yeah. listening this long. Yes. Um, we'll have her information and we'll have um, you know what if, if you want to send me the people that you know that you want to promote okay we'll also put that in the bio and everything too. okay that cool and if I think of something that I want to promote I'll let y'all know awesome but I'm it. here <laughs> alright sounds good hey thank you guys for listening peace out guys yes signing off <laughs>